Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? I hope you've had a wonderful week. Happy Friday, happy Parenthood Friday. Welcome to all of my listeners who are coming along for a little bit of parental advice. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you also to everyone that... um, Uh, shares the podcast with their friends. I've had so many people lately that are like, oh, so-and-so told me about your podcast and I'm loving it. And I can see that people are going right back to the beginning and catching up on all the episodes. It's incredible. And thank you too for all the amazing reviews that you guys have been putting on on Apple uh, Podcasts. I really, really super duper appreciate it. Anyway, today, what are we doing? Episode 168. Uh, we've been doing uh, a few weeks now talking about social media. So um, three weeks ago, so this is the fourth episode on it, and it is more to do with um, dealing with teenagers with social media. But like I've said every episode, it's really important that even if you have younger children, that you, um, or even if you're perhaps like someone that works with teenagers, this is super helpful too. But it's really good to plan ahead because before you know it, they are going to be hitting that age where all of their friends are getting phones and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is happening too soon. I'm not ready for this. And so I want to help you parent intentionally so that you can have young people in your household that thrive in this wired up social media world. So go back to the first two episodes on this. Uh, So this is number four. So go back to one and two, where I talked about the impact of social media and what it's doing, um, you know, the kind of impact it has on our our teenagers. And I came at it from all sorts of angles. Um, And of course, there are good sides to it, but I probably have, well, not probably, I did focus more on the negative side uh, only because there, there really is a lot of um, a lot of stuff to be concerned about when it comes to social media. And then last week, I started talking about some really really practical tips on how this can outwork in your household. So I'm going to recap those and finish the last um, four or five. I think I've got. Uh, So yeah, I really want you to have practical takeaways. So I would really, if I were you, be saving or even taking notes on particularly last week and this week's episode. So let's recap quickly the first five things we talked about. The first one was this, decide to parent, all right? So commit to do what it takes. Decide, I'm going to be a parent who is going to be involved in this area of my kid's life. I am going to parent in this online area, okay? That's number one. Number two be the parent. Once you decide you're going to parent them, be the parent. What do I mean? I mean, be strong, be sure, be confident, lead in this social media and tech space. Number three, you need to know the why. So know the why behind how you're going to parent them in this area and then let them know, you know, why you're going to have certain rules why you're going to be involved, why you will let them have a phone, this phone, but not that phone, why you're going to put an app to monitor their internet usage. So you need to have a plan about the why. Number four, the when. 
So have a when plan going into this. When will you let them have a phone? When will you allow them to sign up to certain social media platforms? When will you allow them internet time or social media time? When will you let um, let them have their phone and when will you store it away? It's, there's so many things to consider on the when. And then number five, the what. So what kind of phone are you going to give them? You're going to give them a flip phone. You're going to give them an iPhone and why? Uh, what platforms are you happy with them being on? What will you not be happy with? So they're the first five things, okay? So decide to parent, be the parent, and then the why, when, and the what. Now, I'm going to continue on, but these all work together, okay? You can't have one without the other. The why, the when, and the what all work together, you know, like what kind of phone, why that phone, when will you let them have that phone, what social media will you allow, why that one and not this one. You know, there's just all these questions that they can't stand alone. So your why, when, and what need to work together. And so let me continue on today's points. Uh, I'm going to first continue along the theme of the why, when, and what. And number six is this, where. Okay, you need to consider the where. If you don't decide now where they can and can't take their phones, you are going to lose control. And the reason is they are going to want to take it everywhere they go. And so you need to have a plan. You need to think about these things. Where am I happy for them to have it? So let me explain a little bit more about the where. So we made a very hard and fast rule that phones were never to be used in their bedrooms ever. I mean, certainly not at night, but not in the daytime either. If you let your children, your teenagers have phones in their bedrooms, especially at night, but even in the day, you have no idea what they're doing or what's going on. So you need to think about things like where does the phone charge going to happen because my kids would be like well I need to charge my phone great we are not charging our phones in our bedrooms so it literally is not until they're about gosh I think both I mean even now Liam sorry Ashton our youngest still is not allowed to phone charge his phone in his bedroom and he's 16 it's not till they're about 18 and they're kind of adults I'm like okay well now you can have a charger but up until then no charging in your bedrooms um no phones in the bedrooms all of that's to be done in the lounge. So, you know, set up a family phone charging station. Um, when they were on social media, uh, where where did I let them sit? Well, I always made them sit somewhere where I could kind of hover. Not because I wanted to interfere or control, but I just wanted to be there to keep my eye. I'm, I'm parenting them in this area like I do in every area. Uh, sometimes I would even sit with them. And we would go through things together. We would talk about things that they would see. So the where is so important. Where will you let them be when they're going on these platforms? Um, And this does not just include, by the way, phones. What about computers? For us, all screens, including computers, are only used in central places in the house where myself or Cameron at any moment can keep an eye out. Um, To me, this is no different to we never let the kids have guests or friends over and just go in their bedroom door bedrooms and have the doors closed. We just never allowed that. Uh, so by where I also mean are there certain places 
where phones are off limits. So for us, for example, we used to say when we're in the car together, no phones. We didn't want a car full of kids sitting on their phones. Look out the windows, talk. Um, Even when we went out with a group of friends or family, we made a rule that there were no phones while we were sitting at the table together. Um, Particularly if you go out for a meal. And there were a few reasons. One, was because we wanted them to practice face-to-face conversation, but also other friends or family members, like maybe cousins, might have different rules at their place. And here you are protecting your young person at home only for them to sit with friends and be exposed to stuff that perhaps they're allowed to look at or uh, platforms they're allowed to go on that you don't want your kids on. So remember that going to cafes. uh, Sorry, I remember when um, at times we would go to cafes with other kids their age who were allowed phones at the table and they would show my kids stuff. And so how do you deal with that? Very politely, I um, I would say to my kids, but really I was hinting at the other kids, I would say, hey guys, um, no phones now. We'd like you to pop your phones away and chat. But I would direct that at my kids, but I guarantee you the other kids always listen, okay? But that way you're not being bossy to the other kids, but you're kind of setting a bit of a tone. All right, so that's number five. Or is it number six? It's number six. Sorry, the where. All right, so consider all of those things. All right, number seven. I think my stuff's numbered wrong. Number seven you guessed it, it's the how. So we've done the why, when, where, what, and now the how. What do I mean by how? This is another very important decision to make. How much screen time? How much will you let them be on their phones? Because if you don't decide, again, Your kids are going to decide for you, and I guarantee you it will always be way more than what you think is good for them. So remember what I said in the first two episodes on this. Guys, please remember this. This is so important because it's going to give you the courage to keep parenting them strongly in this area. More screen time is always linked to more unhappiness. And even more importantly, was if that's not important enough, the younger the teenager, the more affected they are. So younger teens, those that are 13, 14, are more susceptible to their self-esteem being negatively impacted by social media than older teens. And that's because this is the age they're forming their identity when they're 13, 14, even 15. What others say and do matters more to them at that age than when they get a little bit older. The younger the teen and the more heavy the social media use, the higher the reports of unhappiness and depression. So this point of how much time you're going to allow is literally one of the most important things that you can consider. It is in your child's best interest to set the time of day for screen time. So let me help you with this. We actually used an app because when I didn't use an app, I felt like I was constantly exhausted trying to monitor my kids because every time I turned around, Georgia would be on her phone. Even though I would 
verbally give them a rule, like, no, these are the rules. This is when you can go on. They always manage to find a reason or an excuse. They'll try and jump on all the time and they will fight you on this most likely. So this is why I've said in those first two points, decide that you're the parent and be the parent. Um, and then have endless why, endless why behind the what conversations, using examples, using stories, but without lecturing them. So when I put this app on their phone and the app I used was called Our Pact, our O-U-R, Pact, P-A-C-T, I explained to them, I'm monitoring how much you're going on social media. I'm monitoring how much I'm allowing you screen time because I care for your well-being. I care for your happiness. I care for your mental health. I care for your identity. So I was unapologetic with putting these apps on their phones and they did not like it, I must say. But basically with these apps, I could control the internet on their phone from my phone. And so I could schedule when their phone allowed them on the internet And so when those hours switched on, their internet and all their apps would appear. And then when my phone switched it off, they literally were blocked from using the internet and all of their apps disappeared. Now, I did say to them that they could come to me and ask or negotiate for more time, Um, you know, and be reasonable with that. Like, mum, I don't know, they'd often come to me, mum, so-and-so, I want to chat to one of my friends about something or other, or, you know, can I hop on for 10 minutes? Um, so the only thing they did always have access to with our pact was they could always, um, call me, they could always make calls and they could always message and they could play downloaded music, but that's literally it. Anything that required the internet wasn't available. No social media, no Safari, no Google, no YouTube. Now, the only annoying thing about this app was when it switched their internet access back on all of their apps that they usually had organized into these folders and color coordinated um, were scrambled. Now, I don't know if it's improved since then because I don't use this app anymore with my kids because they're older and no doubt there are better apps around, but that was the one I found just the easiest to use. The other good thing I loved about it is if they unpaired their phone, I would get a notification and they would get punished. <laughs> I would say to them, right, you unpaired your phone. And they'd be like, oh, but mom, you know, this reason or that reason. No, if you need, if you're not home with me and you really need your uh, internet for some reason, message me. Do not unpair your phone. They would get punished. Uh, I would take their phone away if they did that. Now, the older they got, the more time that they got. And once we felt that they were old enough, we dropped out our pact um, kind of bit by bit or gave them more time. All right. So number eight. So what have we done? Decide to be the parent, be the parent. Why, when, what, where, and how? And number eight, the last three, eight, nine, and 10 um, are not not, not around the why, when, what, where, how. They're just three more thoughts that I thought were really important to tell you. Number eight, work hard on creating a relationship with them where they want to talk with you and they want to tell you things. Okay, so why am I telling you this? It's because your relationship around phones will really be an extension of your relationship with them full stop. So if you're having trouble with your teenager in other areas, you are going to have a massive fight on your hands when it comes to their phones, okay? And I'm, I'm not trying to say that like to be negative, but 
But, you know, whatever relationship you already have, it's going to be amplified when you're trying to parent them in this area. So work hard on enjoying your time with them, enjoying your relationship with them, on creating a relationship with your um, with your kids where you talk and they can tell you anything. So we always chatted with our kids, but can I just say this, guys, you've really got to do it in a non-weird way. What do I mean by non-weird? Well, to be honest, I do hear a lot of parents being either too super spiritual or too in your face. Um, Or sometimes I hear parents that they're trying to be too cool because, you know, they're like, oh, I want my teenager to like me. Um, Or they try and be too much of a friend. You're none of those guys. Don't be super spiritual. Don't be too bossy and in their face. Don't try to be too cool or too much of a friend. Be their parent. They need you to be their parent and just be normal with them. You know, a bit like Goldilocks. Just don't be too little, not too, sorry, not too little, not too much. Uh, And this is how your values are taught and hopefully taken on by your kids just by having normal everyday conversations with them. Um, And you're not going to know no matter how good a job you do with them, no matter how good a parent you are, you're not going to know everything that's going on in their world. Uh, particularly in their online world. And so in part, you really need to rely on the fact that they know that they can come to you with anything and that when they do, that they're going to find a safe place, a place of grace, a place of love and a place of security. Um, You know, they need to know that they can make mistakes. We would say that to our kids sometimes. We'd be like, guys, if you step up, if you mess up, we want you to come and tell us this is a safe place. Our family, mum and dad, we are your safe place and make them feel safe. They don't need you to be their friend. They need you to be their safe place and someone that they can come to. Um, and, and they need to know, you know what? I know that mum and dad are going to be here and they're going to catch me if, if something happens. They need to know that you're going to be their best advocate. I remember when Georgia was about year eight or nine, there was this guy sending her these awfully inappropriate messages on Facebook. And she told me, Uh, straight away about it. And so I stepped in and I explained to her what I was going to do that was going to go to her principal. Now, most kids would be like freaked out by that. And oh my gosh, don't do that, mom. That's so embarrassing. But I'm like, sweetheart, um, if I don't do this, then he might do it to other people. And so I will be very sensitive when I talk to your principal, but I'm going to go and talk to your principal. And so that's what I did. And it was dealt with really beautifully. Um, so again, what was I doing? I was explaining the why behind the what. And so she was okay with that. All right. So that's number eight, work hard on creating a relationship where you talk with your kids outside of online world. Number nine, have access to their online world. Okay. And do not be apologetic. Do not let them pull the, um, this is private. It's like looking, you know, would you look in my diary? You know, you, you might hear them pull those kind of lines. Be involved like you are in their real world. Now, don't be creepy stalker mum or creepy stalker dad about it, okay? But you need to let them know, hey, I um, they need to know that you should be able to check their online activity at any time because anything that they're doing online, they shouldn't be embarrassed about showing you. And yes, you should have their password to their phones. Absolutely, 100%. That is not a breach of their privacy. 
That is you parenting them. So again, the why behind the what. They need to know. Remember little increments. The only way that they're going to really fight you on this is if you give them too much too soon. But if you give them a phone and you explain to them some of the reason, some of the reasoning and some of the rules, and this is what we're setting up. And one of them is uh, mum and dad have access to your passcode. Now, don't embarrass them with this. Don't be unwise, but let them know. And this is what I always do with my kids. I was like, guys, I want to check that you're safe. It's not because I don't trust you. I don't trust other people. I don't trust the other young kids around you. They are the ones that I don't trust. I want to make sure that you're safe. And then don't go being creepily like prying all the time, but just say, hey, let me have a look at your phone and just let them know that every now and then that you're going to check because it keeps them accountable. So don't let them pull the privacy is my right card because you know what you say to them? Well, guess who's paying for your phone, sweetheart? It's my right because I'm paying for your phone. Um, because it, so it keeps them accountable. And then as they get older and they earn trust, you can start checking less and less. All right. Oh, I've got 11. Okay. Number 10. Oh, I just mentioned number 10. So I'll do this one pretty quickly. Remind them who pays the bills. Um, you think you remember yourself who pays the bills. So when our kids complained about how much we did or didn't let them use phones, we reminded them, hey guys, we're paying the bill. We paid for your phone. Uh, so the phone is not your right. It's your privilege. So, um, just don't let them pull that card either. You just remind them, this is a privilege. They're earning the right to be trusted. Uh, and then when they get to a certain age, my kids, uh, once they get jobs or once they're out of high school, they start paying. Uh, now we've got a family account, but they all pay their portion. So we kind of get them to direct debit the money and they pay for their own phones now. Okay. And last one, number 11 Gosh, I don't like uneven numbers, but there you go. Number 11, one of the best things that you can do is get them involved in non-screen activities, okay? One of the best things you can do is to keep them busy with other things because the busier they are with non-screen activities, the less time they have for their phone. And instead of us sounding like a broken record of get off your phone, get off your phone, give them alternatives, So go out as a family, send them to church and youth and connect group. That takes hours and hours and hours outside of their week. Uh, Sign them up to a sport, encourage them to have hobbies. With my kids, I'm like, it's not an option not to have a hobby. I always tell them people with hobbies are the most interesting people. They will be much better humans if they engage in non-screen activities. And that's not just coming from me. That is coming from all the research. That if screen time always leads to unhappiness, non-screen time contributes to better uh, mental health and to happiness. They are much happier humans when they have lots of interests and hobbies instead of staring at the screen all day. All right, so there you go. There's 11 things for you. And let me finish with a practical idea that will help with everything that I've talked about. So let me wrap this thing up. Let me put a bow on it given you a gift of all those tips. Let me put the bow on it. And the finishing touch is this. In order to keep everyone accountable, do up a family contract and make your family standards clear by writing them down in a positive way 
And then some people get their kids to sign it. I thought that was like a little bit kind of weird. So I didn't want my kids to be like, what? So I didn't do that. But, um, I wrote down, I think, I I think with Georgia, I had like a shared note, but I just wrote down all of our expectations. I would, if I were to do this again, I probably would have, um, I think because my kids, I was, I was trying to work out how to parent them in this space as we went. I didn't have a lot of help. I didn't have podcasts like this. I didn't, um, I didn't have anyone telling me because my kids, uh, were literally the first generation to come into their teenage years uh, with being given screens. And so I didn't have other people like my mum to go to, how did you do this? I kind of worked it out as I went. But one thing that I would do uh, now if I were you is I would write up in a really positive manner how we are to use our phones and I would I would stick it up somewhere for everyone to see. So I would put it, um, I did this with chores you know, just find a good spot. I don't know, put it on the back of your toilet door or put it on your fridge and just, uh, cause what it would do, it will help. It will help keep the rules and the, and the guidelines really clear. And then no one can say they didn't know because it's all written down clear. You might even do like, I agree statements. If I, you know, if I've got a phone, I agree to this or I agree to that. So there you go. I, I know that that's been helpful. I know I've had people that um, have messaged me and just gone, oh my gosh, Renee, thank you so much um, because this was an area that I was struggling in with my kids or I've had people with younger kids going, oh my goodness, I didn't realize how many things I need to be prepared with. But yeah, go back. Maybe, I don't know if you can save, I think you can save episodes in podcasts, maybe save them and revisit them again. And I'm sure we will revisit social media at some point. But there you go. There are four episodes on parenting your teenagers in social media. Uh, Another topic I'll hit up, uh, maybe not next week because I want to do a bit of a break from social media, but is this whole idea of what do we do with screens and children? So I think that's really super duper important as well. So anyway, there you go. I hope that was super helpful for you. Um, Thank you for joining me. I hope you have the most wonderful week and I will either see you back on Wednesday for one of our very juicy, interesting culture talks, or I'll see you next Friday for Parenthood. Have a great week until then. Bye.